Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers, let's explore how to plan a high quality project-based learning experience for students. Now, there are several planning methods because as you know, educators plan differently based on what works for them. And after training hundreds of teachers on planning and implementing project-based learning experiences, we found success with the method that I'm about to share. It's called the Impactful PBL Roadmap, and it's the process that I've used to help teachers break down the planning process so they can write high-performance project-based learning unit plans. And over the past few years, we've developed and refined this planning method, utilizing theory and experiences from training educators, from getting feedback from educators, and countless hours of researching and studying project-based learning best practices. To fully engage in this experience, the first thing you want to do is download the Impactful PBL Roadmap Planning Guide so that you can begin the process of crafting your first or next project-based learning unit. I'm going to walk you through each phase of the planning process, and the planning process is built around the acronym IMPACTFUL, and each letter stands for a phase. So phase one is identifying students' learning goals. Phase two is mapping the scenario and students' driving question. Phase three is planning students' assessments. Phase four is attracting students' attention. Phase five is creating students' daily learning experiences. Phase six is tracking students' progress. Phase seven is finalizing students' showcase agenda. Phase eight is uniting students and building a collaborative culture. And phase nine is leading students through the reflection process. So that's just a brief overview of each phase, but let's explore each phase in detail. So again, you want to download the Impactful PBL Roadmap Planning Guide as we go through this process. The other resource that I want to share with you before we get started is as I provide an overview of each of the planning phases, if you seek help with planning a particular phase, you may find the Impactful PBL Roadmap Toolkit on our website helpful, and I will link those resources for you. Okay, so phase one, you want to identify students' learning goals. At this phase, you are using your pacing guide, your curriculum map, or whatever you use to determine which content standards and objectives students will learn. In this case, it would be during this PBL unit. So you are going to pull out the, your learning objectives for this particular PBL unit. This can be academic content objectives, such as math standards or reading standards. It also can be social emotional learning skills. It can also be any other standards that you want to incorporate, like social justice standards, or if you want to make it an interdisciplinary unit and you want to bring in other subject area standards. This is where you're going to record your learning goals for this particular PBL unit. And if you visit our website, we have more articles around this, and we have one where I actually walk you through how to select your standards. Phase two is mapping the scenario and students driving question. You want to choose an interesting topic and connect the driving question that will guide students learning process and draft a plot to provide a background to make the project more interesting. So when I say scenario, I want you to think of a theme, a topic. Why does this project even matter? Why should they be interested in that driving question and why is it worth even exploring? 
if you seek help planning this phase, you can visit our website and I have some other articles around this idea. One on how to actually write a quality driving question. One that talks about ways to find an engaging topic. I have some around what type of public products or solutions that students can create. Visit the roadmap toolkit on our website. Phase three is plan students' assessments. Now, in this phase, you want to examine the variety of methods available to assess students' learning. Brainstorm how you plan to measure students' mastery of the content or subject area and their ability to explore the challenge and create a solution. During PBL, there are a variety of ways that you can assess students. You can have diagnostic assessments, formative assessments, summative assessments. And for example, you can have students create process log. You can have teacher-led discussions. You can use rubrics. You can have exit tickets. You can have peer evaluations. You can have student self-reflection tasks. You can have teacher-student check-ins. You can have quizzes. Students can get advice from experts. So there are a variety of ways that you can assess students during PBL. So if you seek help with planning this phase, again, visit our roadmap toolkit on our website for more articles. We have articles on the different ways you can assess students and we explain that in more detail. And then also how you can even enhance students' public products or solutions using feedback strategies. Now, phase four is about attracting students' attention. To attract students' attention, you want to brainstorm engaging ways to introduce the problem or challenge to students. Now, the goal is to get them excited about the project-based learning experience. And it's essential to get students on board with the project because they will explore this challenge over an extended period of time. So you want to sustain students' interest. Some of the ways you could think about this phase is how will you introduce or how will you launch or what is the entry event of your project? So for example, will students watch a documentary about the topic? Will you bring in guest speakers? Will they conduct field research? Will they go on a virtual expedition? Will they engage in a simulation or demonstration? Will they take a field trip? Will you have communications from experts about the topic? The ideas are endless. So if you seek help with this phase, again, visit our roadmap toolkit on our website. I have additional articles there. For example, one is about how to get students excited about the PBL unit. Now, phase five is create students' daily learning experiences. You want to describe what students need to learn each day in order for them to answer the driving question. So remember that driving question is your foundation of your PBL unit. And ideally, everything that students are learning throughout that PBL unit should set them up to be able to answer the driving question. In this phase, you are drafting your daily lessons to guide students' learning of the content. You also want to plan project tasks and milestones. For example, at what point should students research their solution to their driving question? When will students create their product or practice for sharing with an authentic audience? When planning daily lessons, think about how you would teach this content. Are students learning this through direct instruction, small group discussions, workshop models, stations, labs, etc.? Basically, this step is all about creating a project-based learning unit plan. What will students learn each day so they can be able to successfully create a solution to the driving question? If you seek help with planning this phase, visit our roadmap toolkit on the website. I have additional resources and articles around how to integrate STEM education with project-based learning. How can you design a memorable PBL unit and even how to elevate community partners within the PBL unit. So if this is something that you need more help with, you can visit our roadmap toolkit on our website. Phase six, you want to track students' progress. During this phase, you are choosing a project management tool to help students stay organized. Now, as an educator, you know how difficult it can be for students to manage documents. Think about how many random pieces of paper that teachers find on their classroom floor at the end of the day. 
Now, with project-based learning, students are most likely working in groups, so they must have a system for effective collaboration. And for teachers, you must have a system as well, because it can become chaotic monitoring each group's progress. Depending on the grade level and subject area you teach, it's possible to find yourself managing five projects or 25 projects, which can be overwhelming. As a result, it's crucial to create a solid tracking system. So, for example, will you use a physical project wall where students can see their group's progress? Will you use Google Classroom or Edmodo? Will you have a digital project wall? For example, will you use something like Padlet? Will you use a project management tool such as Trello? Will you use an LMS system like Canvas or Schoology or whatever your school use? So during this phase, you're determining how you would track students' progress and then also how will students track their own progress as well. If you seek help with planning this phase, again, visit our website for our roadmap toolkit where you can find a few articles on various ways to track students' progress. One article talks about using milestones to track their progress. And then another article talks about how to use Google tools or resources that you already have to track students' progress and even more. Phase seven is finalizing students' showcase agenda. During this phase, you're brainstorming how students will exhibit, display, or share their public product or solution with an authentic audience. It's time to plan the logistics for a culminating event. When you're doing that, you wanna consider the following. How will students share what they know? Who will attend the showcase? Where will the showcase occur? When will it occur? What help do you need to make this showcase happen? So for example, will you have a community event, a school event, a virtual event, a hybrid event? There are many ways that students can showcase their knowledge depending on what type of public product they're creating. So if you seek help with planning this phase, visit our Roadmap Toolkit, and we have articles there around how to shift students from presentations to presentations of learning, how to plan a successful project showcase with less overwhelm, how to brainstorm ways for students to showcase their knowledge virtually, and more. Phase eight, unite students and build a collaborative culture. Now, you want to design experiences to create a positive and supportive classroom culture to foster academic risk-taking, which is essential for a project-based learning environment. Teachers must coach students to be positive contributors when working in a group environment. Sometimes it's so easy to assume that students want to work with others and that they want to work with their peers, but sometimes they don't. Also, with working in a group, group conflicts come up, differences of opinion may happen. And so it's essential to teach students how to work in a group environment and how to be able to develop these conflict resolution skills as well. There's many ways you can build a collaborative culture, which most teachers do anyway, regardless of whether they're doing PBL or not. But when you're thinking about project-based learning, some of the things you want to think about is what type of protocols or routines you will have for feedback. Will you have group roles and agreements? Will you integrate team building exercises and challenges? Will students be able to co-create shared norms? So during this phase, you want to think about how can you set students up for success to be able to work together as a group? Again, you can visit our website where we have additional articles around this phase. A couple of articles are around how to build academic risk-taking in your classroom and how to create a dynamic group culture during PBL units. Now, phase nine is leading students through the reflection process. During this phase, you're crafting techniques to encourage students to think about their learning during and after the project-based learning unit. For example, what have you learned about yourself as a learner? Could be a reflection question. After researching, insert topic, what new questions do you have? How are you connected what you learned thus far to real life? How are you contributing to your group's role? 
How are you contributing to your group's progress? Leading students through a reflection process can be done in various ways. For example, students could journal, they can take surveys, they can do video responses, they can utilize writing prompts to share their thoughts. You can have online discussions. They can use a KWL chart to talk about what they know, wonder, and learn. There are so many different ways that you can lead students through reflection, but the most important part is that you choose something to utilize because this is an important phase of their learning process. And reflection should be beyond just academics. They should, yes, reflect about their academic growth, but you also want them to reflect on their personal growth, their social emotional growth, even how I work with teams. What did I realize about myself during this process? What changes they might want to make for the next PBL unit based off of what they learned during this one? So if you seek help with planning this phase, again, visit our Roadmap Toolkit on our website, and we have additional resources such as what role does reflection play in the PBL process and how to get students to reflect on their progress. All right, that's the nine phases of the Impactful PBL Roadmap, the planning process that I've used to help hundreds of teachers create memorable learning experiences that empower students to tackle challenges in their school and community via project-based learning. Now it's time to take action. Download the Impactful PBL Roadmap Planning Guide and check out our Roadmap Toolkit on our website for additional resources and podcast episodes that will help you plan your first or next project-based learning unit. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. If you found this episode insightful, do me a favor, leave a review or share it with a teacher friend. And don't forget to join us for the next episode.